Hey guys, Christmas cracker time again. Jackson, what day today, mate? Merry Christmas, it's Rob from the Unbooking the Territory podcast. And Dan's here too. Merry Christmas, one and all. Matt's asked us to give him some, and I'm assuming that was under Graham's guidance, to give him some of our <laughs> most positive moments from uh, 2022. Uh, unless he's yeah. gone dog, do, do you think Matt's working independently? Is there... Oh, well, you, you can never quite tell, can you, with the, knowing Matt and Graham? Matt might have gone rogue. It might have been a dual effort. Who knows? But I'll just, uh, I'm, I'm going to kick this off from a non wrestling and a non podcasting point of view. My first highlight of the year was getting to be in attendance at Wembley when Liverpool lifted the Carabao Cup with that incredible penalty shootout. That, that was definitely my first high point. I know Matt will uh, Matt'll enjoy that slash be jealous as well. So I thought I'd kick it off with that moment. Oh, well, Mr. Fancy Dan over there. You're not the only person who's been to Wembley with the team this year because uh, Huddersfield Town got to the uh, playoff finals. So obviously, it didn't end as well. But the Nova, the um, semi-final ended really well when we beat Luton Town over two legs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sorry. Pitch invasion. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, Rob. I actually watched a good portion of the final, so it was probably me jinxing it for you that, uh, that did the trick there. Oh, those halcyon days with Carlos Corberan and Lewis O'Brien and Harry Toffolo and they've all left and it's all gone to shit and we've all <laughs> the league. <laughs> but this is positive moments, you know, we're, we're going to crack on from here. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, one that I know we can share from a wrestling point of view, Rob, was uh, Clash at the Castle weekend down in Cardiff. To be one of the lucky... Uh, I was going to say lucky few, but lucky few thousand that, that got tickets for that event and to to be there and witness it. But more importantly, to meet up with with so many members of this wonderful sort of little podcasting community that we've that we've all developed really was just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was fantastic, and we've we said it before, but we would have happily stayed in the pub and. Uh, you know, the, the Cambrian tap and drank some brains dark milder instead of going to the show. Yeah, it did get that way, didn't it, really? But, you know, even, even the night before, just with the amount of people that were around and, and, and getting to meet up. And, and, and obviously, the only, one, of the, one of the main absentees was uh, was Mr Willis there. Shame, you know, shame couldn't get and, and whatnot. And, but the day will come when we finally meet in person. And obviously, it'd have been a bit harder for Graham. But, you know, he, he just needs to pull his finger out, I think, really, doesn't he? <laughs> I mean, Cardiff's slightly further west than anywhere else they could have gone to. He's edging towards him. Yeah, we made an effort, Graham. Come on. <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, was, uh, Millwall Chris was there. Andy from Bam Bam Podcast was there. Sorry, uh, Sorry Powell. Sorry, Powell. Uh, Ash and Tack were there. Ratio Max uh, yeah. ran into the night before as well. We ran into uh, Ben, didn't we? We always run into Ben before a show randomly for like two seconds. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Yorkshire radar. It? Yeah. <laughs> it just goes off. But yeah, oh, just brilliant to see that many people. And just the general vibe around the city was was fantastic the whole weekend. And uh, on a personal note as well, it was it was cool and also a, a bit annoying that um, Solo Sokoa was in my hotel at breakfast because it kind of spoiled the uh, the end of the whole show. But I did my best to only tell a, about a few dozen people. Uh, sticking with wrestling, um, just from sort of a viewing standpoint, for me, I've, I've got well back into SmackDown uh, over the last few months, partially because of the build-up to Clash at the Castle, but also because of it, it's actually got to be an enjoyable TV show again. 
that's been great for me. And also just the continued excellence of of Impact and their particularly their monthly specials and the the four pay per views a year. It, they really are, I feel, an underappreciated product, and, and they are suffering because of the lol TNA stigma still attached to them. But I really do feel if more people gave them a chance, that they could become an absolute powerhouse. But for now, I'm quite happy to sit there, be one of the few uh, initiated, and and just enjoy the product they're putting out. Well, just on the SmackDown side, I think there's been an excellent excellent storyline with Roman Reigns, the Bloodline, and Samoa Zayn. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That transcended war games, I think, from into just really, really good TV. It's been good TV throughout, and it's been a lot of fun, but the story sort of told in that, and the bringing in of Kevin Owens and, and Sammy turning and all the rest of it just absolutely blew me away. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Couldn't tell you anything about Raw. I still can't bring myself to sit through three hours. <laughs> well, over on the other channel... Tony Khan finally got his fucking checkbook out and sprung for Orange Cassidy to get Jefferson Starship's Jane, which was top of my Spotify wrapped this year because the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I've kind of fallen off with AEW a little bit. I know this is going to be you know, supposed to be positives, but I, uh, I, I ordered full gear because I was drunk and, and Eddie Kingston told me to. Then I wasn't was by no means disappointed by that pay-per-view. Very, very fun. And I have enjoyed when they've brought in uh, the Japanese talent, you know, so having having Ishii about, um, in fact, I watched Ishii Jericho and that made sort of a late surge to be one of my match of the year contenders. So I really enjoyed getting back into that. Yeah, I think the maturation of MJF, you know, put him finally into the world championship. Yeah, all incredible. I'm just going to do a split now and go completely different. Doctor Who this year, uh, there's not been much. Um, obviously, we've seen the end of, uh, of Jodie Whittaker's reign, but I really enjoyed the New Year's Eve special, uh, you know, caught in the time loop with the Daleks. The Sea Devils one was decent. I, I didn't mind that. It wasn't my favourite thing in the world. But the power of the Doctor, just, my God, I absolutely adored that. <laughs> uh, the, really that was did. brilliant. That was brilliant. But in a rolling 12 months from when we're recording, we hit the last episode of The Flux, and I loved yes. that part of six-part story of the flux and it was kind of all interconnected. I thought it was a really innovative way of doing it when you've got a, a reduced season, albeit longer episodes within the season. I really enjoyed the flux. Yeah, so did I. The flux was fantastic. Um, John Bishop, like, vastly over, uh, sorry, over, exceeded my expectations because I really wasn't sure about him as an actor, because I've not really, I've not seen him do any acting before. I've only seen him do stand-up comedy, but I'm glad to see he was, uh, he was more Bradley Walsh than Peter Kay, as far as comedians on Doctor Who are concerned. Although those edits on YouTube, though, you know, where the, the sort of edited John Bishop's words, and he's at the soup kitchen, and they've changed it to "No one needs soup more than me," and yeah. <laughs> like turning, it, turning him into evil Dan. That was the crowning moment of the last twelve months. <laughs> that was all genius. <laughs> It really was. That was so much fun. Um, and looking forward, you know, looking forward to next year for Doctor Who. Was, I'm really excited about the 60th anniversary and where it's going to go. Because obviously that's, uh, that's a show near and dear to me. And, and it was great fun having uh, having Mr. Willis on, uh, on the Doctor Who pod, which is something I'm also very, very thankful for and have been enjoying this year. I, I really feel like 
me and Sai are putting out something that it's hard it's hard to toot my own horn, but I really enjoy doing the episodes, as I do with with every with every podcast that I do. But Doctor Who, it's something that I kind of dove into, not really knowing how we were going to do it. And I, I think we found a nice little niche in the Doctor Who fandom. Yeah, I've really been enjoying listening to the show, certainly, and you, you've had some great guests on. You did have a problem one week when you had some uh, idiot from Yorkshire uh, waffling on about Patrick Troughton for three hours, but apart from that, it's been... <laughs> No, all the, all the guests have been great, and you know yourself, Matt Willis, and and just absolutely everybody, and and we've got some ideas going forward, and and again, very excited for the future, and and seeing where we go with Doctor Who Pod, seeing where we go with UTT, and <laughs> we'll we'll sadly come to the end of Tankatory very soon, but it's well, I, I was going to touch on Tankatory because legitimately the best thing in wrestling in 2022 has been the build to Great American Bash 2000. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's something we both absolutely loved. And it's it's weird because it, Rob, Rob saw it at the time. This is all brand new ground for me, and I have absolutely adored, to the point that the podcast has taken on a life of its own and become essentially Nitro and Thunder review shows with a focus on Tank Abbott rather than anything else because it was that much fun. It's totally changed my my preconceptions over a period in wrestling that is, is very much maligned. And that that has been one of the highlights of, of, of podcasting and wrestling in 2022 for me. Yeah, I've loved going over some of this 2000 WCW. It's stuff that I'm really invested in and prefer to the modern product, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, in a lot of cases, yeah, absolutely. A little close to home, I've had the good fortune to go to a couple of live shows this year. North Wrestling in particular have been putting out an absolutely fantastic product. Been to a couple of really good Rise shows. Went to my first uh, first one night deathmatch tournament. You know, I know deathmatches aren't for everybody. I enjoy them. I, you know that kind of hyper violence. Really love it. And and with that in mind, it's I said to Rob off air, it's just brilliant now to have about you know three shows in three weeks lined up again like I used to do before the world went went mental with the pandemic. It's not going to be as it was, you know, jetting up and down the country, driving up and down the jetting. I don't have a jet, fucking hell. Uh, driving up and down the country, but it's going to be great to to see people I've not seen in a while, enjoy some quality wrestling, some quality companies in, in true grit and rise. And yeah, long way it continuing to 2023. Well, just talking about jetting there, I was going to say one of the advantages of season two of UTT, we've actually had a few wrestlers on there and we have. Yes. Uh, uh, very much uh, jetting to his destinations uh, but you know obviously we had Joshua Goodwin and uh, uh, JC from True Gate Wrestling we've got some real insights into uh, the, the Brit indie wrestlers um, insights into wrestling yeah that, that was a lot of fun dead interesting to uh, to get into True Grit and, and uh, JC's involvement will hopefully spread, spread into 2023 because we had a lot of fun discussing the first episode of, uh, of True Grit TV. Redemption is coming up, and, and we'll obviously look at, want to look at the last episode and, and discuss the fallout from that show. So, yeah, it's uh, it just feels like everything's go- it just feels like everything's going really well, and we've got a nice little platform to to have a storming year next year. Well, again, within the rolling twelve months, we had Matt Willis on 
for our review of the first episode of WBS Superstars. And I got to have a Matt Willis moment. I was in Forbidden Planet in uh, Manchester and Jungle Boy by Baltimore was playing over the Tannoy and the two guys behind the counter were saying, oh, this is Jungle Boy's uh, theme in AEW. And I got to say, well, actually, (laughs) it's Superstar Billy Graham's theme. (laughs) Was that when he was called in Tarantulas? Yes. (laughs) Did you explain the whole thing? No, no, I just left it. I left it hanging there. Left them to go and do their own research. <laughs> Marvelous. Marvelous. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I don't have too many more that I can think of or that I've noted down. Just uh, uh, do you have any more, Rob? I was going to say, actually, what, one of the big things of 2022 in television, and I think it's a way that Doctor Who's going to go. Star Trek Strange New Worlds came out, which is yet another expansion to the Star Trek universe, uh, you know, sort of going back and doing the pre-Captain Kirk era. But, you know, we have so much Star Trek at the moment with Picard, Strange New Worlds, Discovery, Prodigy, Lower Decks. And it appears that this is the way that Doctor Who's going with the recent times with Disney. We, we may be getting back to a stage where we've got a lot of spin-off shows with Doctor Essentially. Who. Yeah, potentially, and if that happens, you bet your bottom dollar I'll watch every single one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Although I should probably get around to Sarah Jane Adventures and Class first. Oh, Class is Class. That That is a good thing of 2022. I, I watched Class. You need to go and watch <laughs> Class. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see how we're good, because I've only just started Fear the Walking Dead, and that, that came out in 2015, so... Actually, that was another more recent good thing in TV terms. I got back into Walking Dead and watched the final, watched the final season of Walk of that show, and absolutely loved it. It was back to its best. So, so we're talking about old shows here, aren't we? You know, I, I actually watched Game of Thrones. I, I'd left it right till the end. Watched Game of Thrones, and it, and my run through ended just as House of the Dragon started. So I, I timed it perfectly. Oh, very nice. That's the, <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it. To be fair. Yeah. So I did that, and, you know, uh, if we say the best thing about 2022 is 1979 and Blake 7, because I've started my run-through of that, and it's fucking awesome. The best thing Terry Nation's done, fuck the Daleks, it's Blake 7. <laughs> I've got nothing to top that, so thank you guys for having us on to do a Christmas crack. <laughs> the only other thing I can say is uh, the, the fuck Terry Taylor. FTT. <laughs> Hashtag FTT. <laughs> From UTT. <laughs> oh, cheers, boys. Here's to a great 2022 and a happy and prosperous 2023. Thank you to everybody who listened this year. Happy holidays. Happy New Year, too. We're out of here. We're out. Peace. Goodbye. Goodbye.